and welcome to Over My Head, a look back at Pop's past, presented to you by Los Lovely Boys. Please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast, get these episodes as they drop, and make sure that you are rating us as well. The music for our podcast today is provided to you by the artist Friend of Yours. This is a podcast where we dissect all things pop from the recent past. Today we are hoping to answer the all-important question, why did the song Kiss Me Through the Phone by Soulja Boy Tellum featuring Sammy pop? This is episode 6 of our show, and as usual, I have my co-host Chris and Stefan with me. Guys, I'm really glad that I remembered Soldier Boy Tellum. You can't forget to tell him on the end. Tell him, tell him, tell him. Yes, we're doing Soldier Boy, and you better not forget to tell him. Oh my god. <laughs> Soldier Boy time. Yeah, this is a, this is a song I think everyone oh, remember remembers, it. and I'm excited to break it down. Um, we will... We will determine if it is a good song or if it's even less of the test of time but still one that i'm really excited about it is very very topical i think uh kiss me through the phone soldier boy was very ahead of it time. is it is fitting for the current situation which is which remains topical six weeks in yeah, I think, um, you know, he was really innovative when he thought of future means of communication. He did. And at the time where FaceTime didn't exist. I'll get into a little bit in this in my part, but uh, you could say he was a, a digital prophet. He was kind of a smart guy in a lot of ways. He did have a lot of business, you know, things that he did, maybe even still does. I'm sure we'll get to that Drake. as well. But you couldn't say that he had lack of effort. Right now, yes, exactly. He he made himself a meme at one point, too, to stay relevant while he was trying to sell stuff. So I think that he understands what it is to market and what it is to create drama and create uh, content, which is what people do nowadays anyway. So um, I know that we've been breaking down what we've been listening to the past couple weeks. We're recording a little bit earlier than normal, so maybe not a lot of more new music uh, to talk about, but um, what have you guys been doing? Uh, you know, the other day I figured out that Emancipator put out an album recently, which was a pretty good surprise. Um, been listening to a lot of Klo, I think that's how you pronounce it, K-L-L-O. Um, they're Australian duo, really good uh, electronic music, kind of kind of throwbacky to this to the sort of period that we're covering, actually, like kind of two thousands pop style. Um, and then, uh, you know, definitely the Savage remix. Um, because Beyonce, uh, Beyonce ate that, as they say. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, that's a pretty big endorsement for, for Meg Thee Stallion to get Beyonce on, on the song with her to, uh, debut it at number four. Um, and then the Scots debuted at number one. I love Kid Cudi. He's my favorite artist of all time. And it was good for him to get a number one song, um, after, you know, a decade plus of putting out music. So really awesome for him. And we were really happy for him too. Stefan, any other new music, any other things that you went back and listened um, to? It's not, um, especially piping hot off the press, but, uh, Phoebe, Phoebe Bridgers singles she's released are very good. Oh, uh, good. I wasn't aware of her previous to that, but I like that. I think garden song in Kyoto. And then other than that, um, I mean, yeah, we recorded a few days ago, so that's all I got. I love the Kyoto music video. <laughs> the, the ultimate lo-fi type of music video. I feel like that, it reminds me of Charlie XCX's stuff. Oh, that video uh, was good too, Claws. Um, I think she did a lot of creative things with the current situation we're in with the green screen. I love, I I love that song. Check that out. I love that song. 
Yeah, I keep getting a lot of stuff on my For You on Apple Music uh, that are all like 2000s pop now. So I've been re-looking back at those type of things. So I get a lot of good things that are mixing in that way too. So make sure that you guys keep following our currently listening playlist. We're updating it as much as we can to give you guys some new things to listen to. But let's get into it, guys. Um, As you guys all know, for legal reasons, you guys know it, we can't play the song. But we want you to go listen to it wherever you can. Listen on YouTube, listen on Apple Music, Spotify, anywhere that you want. Um, And we want you to support the artist as much as you can. Then afterwards, we'll break it down. You guys know what we're going to break it down into. Memories, history, production, lyrics. Got some segments as well. Um, We have one of our segments that we used a couple weeks ago, which is the Did It Age Like Wine or Age Like Milk coming up. So stick around for that. But listen to some notes that remind you of Kiss Me Through the Phone, and we will see you on the other side. Now that we are back, let's break down some of our first memories regarding this song. This song really, to me, speaks early high school. This is what I think of when I think of early high school um, was, you know, 2008 um, and listen to this song on the bus. I don't know if it was you guys too, but I was just like, this song is so easy to memorize and very catchy that it was one that everyone was uh, looking forward to listening to and singing. Yeah, Dick, similar to uh, whatever you like, this was definitely a, a like ninth grade iPod shuffle bus song. Yeah, I remember playing this in bands, like literally playing it, because I think, of course, it's only a few notes, so it's pretty identifiable. And at the time, I wasn't a huge fan because I thought I was better than everyone and I thought they were inferior lyrics. But, you know, I think we'll discuss this later in the episode. I mean, um, maybe that was the intent. Yeah, it might be. So stick around to to hear about that. Um, yeah, this is one of those that you're like, is it Soldier Boy's best song? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe it is. Um, but also, um, maybe not the one he's most known for. Obviously, Crank Dad is the one he's most known for. I would say. Um, mm-hmm. but this one is probably up there with one of his most memor- memorable songs and his most. Uh, song that reached the most people um, as well too Um, I know that going through different things with this this isn't played a lot nowadays which I think is one of the fun reasons why we can break it down and let everyone know about it as well too yeah kind of um, I think he was on trajectory to be a one-hit wonder after crank that and it the writing was definitely on the wall and he defied that this was literally his second hit and uh, he would go on Mm mm-hmm yeah, I said earlier, this might not be the exact person that I would, that people would think about him equaling nowadays, but I said that his path reminds me of what like Lil Yachty is today, actually. Um, Lil Yachty hasn't done a lot now, but he would get a lot of big endorsements uh, from like Drake, uh, from a bunch of other big time people, but then now... Yeah, and Target and all this stuff. And, like, Soldier Boy kind of got that, too. So I think that they, like, are what they would be in the same, uh, one in the same at that point. Um, I didn't know if you guys could think of any other rappers, pop stars, anyone like that, that would follow the same exact uh, thing as as Soldier Boy. Um, I will say, um, in terms of chart success, I guess, and just, like, blasting all the way to the top, um... The first person I think of is Lil Nas X, although 
Old Town Road is a categorically better song <laughs> than Crank That ever was. Um, and I mean, I think also just the after after the massive hit, what do you do next is, you know, um, I, I think that song as well as Pumped Up Kicks, Foster the People actually was the next one that I thought of. Again, categorically better song. But in terms of the pressure of, okay, that one blew up way more than we were expecting. What do we do next? Yeah, that's interesting that you bring that up because, yeah, like, everyone, you get the one. It's like, when's the next one? When's the next one that you want to do? So um, maybe um, Designer. Uh, I know Designer hasn't done a lot of big stuff, too, but he shot up, too, Chris. So I don't know. Like, you wouldn't maybe categorically the same way. But that's someone who I think um, had a similar sound to Future in went up the charts and then hasn't really done much since but crank that is still played today for take that for what it's worth i mean you still hear it all the time too you know it's a good point actually like not just that it hits number one but it's almost a like i mean panda hit number one before anything by future so you know in in terms of uh in terms of soldier boy and sound i mean it's definitely snap rap influenced like you know, this, this out peaked snap your fingers, <laughs> like mm-hmm. at the time. Um, so, I mean, in that way, that's, that's a pretty apt comparison. And then also, um, Dan, uh, Daniel powder, bad day, <laughs> it kind of just basically took everything about, you know, pop rock at the time and distilled it to its most like just basic form and just, blew past every single other person and then was never really heard from again. Yeah. Daniel powder, the true one hit wonder. And he at least knows that he plays on it on Twitter and stuff too. So he knows yeah. uh, his place in, in what, what he was for. Pop what music too. Yeah. So we want to break down some of the history. Uh, one of my favorite parts is learning about who the artist was and what was revolving around the time too. So, Ryan, let's break it down. Uh, what was going on around this time, and who is Soldier Boy? Yeah, so if we want to start talking about Soldier Boy, aka Soldier Boy Tellum, or his legal name DeAndre Ray, uh, we have to go back to before 2007 when Crank That was released. Um, he was starting to foster kind of an online following in the mid 2000s. So before a lot of people did it, um, using YouTube in 2005, right when it launched along with MySpace and websites like SoundClick. So at the time, um, he was 16 when Crank That came out, and before that, he was advertising on the internet. So he's a smart guy and definitely knows how to promote from a young age, and I found that really interesting. Well, just uh, looking up the logo of SoundClick, get just dug up something out of my memory. Yeah, that was definitely a name I hadn't heard in a while, and I, it took me down memory lane just looking at it again. Yeah, and he had a big area to go off of too, since he is from Chicago. So maybe he he knew that he would get a following. Uh, well, he was he way. was born in Chicago, then moved to Atlanta, and did a lot of the music rap. But maybe oh, he had right. connections in both. I mean, both are major music hubs, so that's definitely correct. Mm-hmm. So he started um, promoting his music at a young age. He's 16 when Crank That is released, and it's actually released um, without a record label. He releases it in May of 2007. Interscope Records immediately signs him, and that record, um, SoldierBoyTellEm.com, eventually comes out. And stay tuned, there's a bit of a trend we'll get to. So Crank That, we all know the song, I don't need to explain it to you, it's one of the most memorable dance songs this side of the Macarena, and it stays number one for seven straight weeks. 
in what was probably what I think the peak of the ringtone rap era. Uh, what do you guys think about that statement? Definitely. Definitely. I mean, that was like 07, right? I mentioned this with you off of you know recording, but I thought that Kiss Me Through the Phone was maybe the actual last ringtone rap song, but we will kind of get into that too about how maybe it's adjacent or anything. But yeah, that probably was the peak for ringtone rap. Yeah, and that song, it had a lot of momentum because of the music video. So when you think about cell phones in this era, we're actually getting the first iPod Touch. This is the first iPod that allows you to go into apps like YouTube and see the video simultaneously. Um, We hadn't experienced that, and the iPhone was released a little bit before this, so the timing was perfect for a viral hit um, with an accompanied music video. The song actually broke a record by becoming the first song ever to sell 3 million digital copies, and I think that's a product of its timing and the uh, authenticity of the video itself. That's crazy if you think about it, like from the numbers we get. Absolutely, yeah. 3 million digital copies. I don't think many people hit that now. Um, Granted, it's a different landscape, but obscene, especially for somebody making a debut who wasn't signed uh, to a record contract. So we talked about this a bit in the intro. You have a huge hit like Crank That. What do you do next? Uh, Soldier Boy immediately gets back to work. And his second album, I love the title, it's called I, Soldier Boy, Tell Him. So you have soldierboy.com and you get I, Soldier Boy, Tell Him. That just tells you where his mind is and what he wants to do with this landscape. The song we're covering today, Kiss Me Through the Phone, is actually the second single from that album after Bird Walk, uh, which was a mild success. But Kiss Me Through the Phone is definitely uh, a song that people remember him for. And uh, the background behind this song is kind of funny. Soldier Boy initially wanted Chris Brown to sing the hook, but was turned down because Chris Brown was a huge megastar at this time. So then he was thinking about what to do next. So he says, I'll sing the hook and I'll put auto-tune on it. And according to Soldier Boy himself, after he listened back to it, he found it to be garbage. I'm not putting those words in his mouth. That is something he said. So he's not too keen on his own singing voice. So we don't have a hook yet. And this song primarily relies on the hook. So this is how we get Sammy. And I want to give credit to Sammy. Sammy actually had a career dating back to 1999. He was 12 years old. I did not know this about Sammy. Uh, The song was called I Like It, and it was released in 1999, as I said. It ended up peaking at number 24. So he was not a no-name. He was in the industry for over a decade, and he said, Sure, Soldier Boy, I'll help you out seeing this iconic hook. Also, another fun fact that I wanted to mention upon looking at their websites today um, Omarion and Bow Wow are currently on a tour. They're headlining the tour. It's called the Millennium Tour. And who else is on it? This is a trip down memory lane. We have the Yin Yang Twins, Lloyd, Pretty Ricky, Sammy, and Soldier Boy himself. So if we did not have the coronavirus hit, we would have had Sammy and Soldier Boy reunited with a bunch of other big names from around this time. Would you guys buy tickets or what? For the right price. <laughs> I don't know if I had to spend money. I would go for 25 or under. Yeah. Yeah, if I got, like, one of those, like, college student freebie tickets, maybe. I mean, just to see Icebox and then to see Soldier Boy do a couple songs and then have the Ying Yang Twins just, like, turn up for, like, 40 minutes? I don't know. I think they'd be worth $25. Yeah, actually, actually, now that you say that, I guess just for a Mario (laughs) and Ying Yang. 
tank joins, it'd be worth it. I would I would deal with Soldier Boy for Icebox and the Whistle. I wonder song. who would be the first opener and everything. Probably Sammy. Soldier Boy. Then then Lloyd. Then <laughs> oh, Soldier yeah, Boy. Guess, then Ying Yang Twins. Sammy. Then Bow Wow. Then Omarion. I also Lloyd has you, which is one well, of yeah, the greatest the greatest underrated songs of the of the two thousands decade. Talk about a lineup. I don't know. I don't know why I like that song so much, but I do. Yeah. Um, and then I want to stop you a sec before we get to like some yep. chart performance stuff. What what you kind of said going through kind of reminds me, and correct me if this is too far, but Soldier Boy kind of seems to be following like the same type of things that like Travis Scott follows in a way. And hear me out on it. He is more of like the collaborator and Travis Scott is getting better at this, but in his early career, he used his connections and he used people to try to go and get this big success that he has today and can carry himself a little bit more. But it seemed that's kind of like what Soldier Boy was doing. He was marketing himself in that way. And also he knew that he wanted someone like Chris Brown at first, but then he knew that he needed to make something that was catchy enough to withstand too. So that just kind of reminds me a little bit of what Travis Scott does with pulling from names and also trying to get things that are catchy. And, you know, Travis Scott has better songs and better product, but kind of similarities. Yeah, I was going to say that. I think, uh, yeah, similar formula. I think the product is definitely better from Travis Scott. Another thing to mention about Travis Scott is I think at some point in his career, he had some Kardashian funds helping him along with the PR team. I don't want to knock any credit from Travis Scott. I think he's a wonderful promoter in himself, but um, and maybe he got to that point through self-promotion, but he definitely had some Kardashian help. And then uh, definitely, definitely different landscapes. We yeah. have um, you know, the pre-smartphone era with Soulja Boy climbing, kind of more of an organic route. And Travis Scott, it's all social media. Yeah, okay. So let's get into some chart performance then. Um, the song was huge, so what do we got with that? So the song is released in December of 2008. It climbs, it climbs, it climbs. Peaks at number three on April 4th, 2009. Now for some context in time, this is 11 years old. Parks and Rec, the TV show, debuts five days later after this peaks. So that show has come and gone, just had a reunion special. That's how long ago this song took place. And it was very successful for a decent amount of time. It stayed in the top 10 for 13 straight weeks and a total of 27 weeks total on the chart. In terms of accolades, I know we've covered a lot of great songs that are critically acclaimed. Um, I don't want to knock on this song too much, but it was not nominated for a Grammy, believe it or not. However, it did have huge commercial success. It sold around 5.7 million copies globally, which was the eighth highest in 2009. And it had over 2 million digital sales in the U.S. alone. Remember I mentioned Crank That had 3 million. So that's still a huge um, accomplishment in itself to have uh, some of your first two singles as an artist clear that 2 million digital uh, record sold. Pretty big. So Kiss Me Through the Phone is another top 10 hit. He kind of breaks this narrative that he was a one-hit artist. So what does Soldier Boy do next after Kiss Me Through the Phone happens? Uh, the answer is quite a lot in quite a lot of different areas. So he never had as big as a hit when it comes to music, but he did have songs that charted. I do want to mention Turn My Swag On, the next single off the album that charted at number 19. Pretty Boy Swag off his third album, The DeAndre Way, which was in 2010. That charted at 34. And this song, I think, is one of the slowest uh, BPMs for a hip-hop song. I think it's at 123. Am I correct in that, Chris? It is actually, it's one of the slowest because it's like, it's not so it's 
So 123 is actually pretty like standard in terms of like being within the 120 to 130 like dance range. But the song is actually at half speed of that. So it's 51. It's like around 51 BPM. I do remember hearing that in the past, too, because it's it's just so is such a slow like gate. I I honestly like that song (laughs) for what it is. Um, And it's it's one of multiple Soldier Boy. I mean, yeah, I'll get back to his production choices, but. It's one of multiple things that have inexplicably become pretty influential. Yeah, Pretty Boy Swag is my favorite, actually, um, off, off of that. Um, not a great song, but a funny song and a quotable song. You have to say it's unique. Yeah, absolutely. So, And then he released uh, quite a few more albums, too. Yeah, is that five right? more. Um, the most recent one coming in 2018. But when we take a step back from the music, I think now if we look at Soldier Boy through a 2020 lens, I think he's more remembered for his confrontations and business exploits that kind of get turned into memes. In terms of altercations or confrontations, calling people out on social media, the list is large. It includes Bow Wow, who he's currently supposed to tour with, Chris Brown, who he wanted to be on Kiss Me Through the Phone, Tyga, Jake Paul, he wanted to fight him, Chief Keef. Charles Hamilton and Hobson, the list goes on. Uh, he likes to pick fights, and maybe that's part of the promotion cycle, but maybe he likes to defend his name. Who knows? To be fair, I think a lot of people want to fight Jake Paul. And I think he wants to fight a lot of people, too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He, he does. So when we take uh, a look at the music, the confrontations, I think the funniest post-Kiss Me Through the Phone chapter in Soldier Boy's career has been the saga known as Soldier Game. If you're unfamiliar with this, uh, Soldier Boy tried to sell both a handheld and a console video game system from his website SoldierGame.com in late 2018. The systems were essentially emulators, uh, taking a lot of copies from Nintendo, PlayStation, uh, but the games were retro Nintendo and Sega games, and they were never licensed to him, so he was selling these emulators uh, very illegally. And uh, Nintendo didn't like that. That wait, wait, wait. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, yeah, I love that. He's like his. Um, I think he had an interview once where he was like, "Where else do you get Sonic and Mario on the Soldier system? Game?" Yeah, when you said that, I'm like, I'm like, this is literally a Nintendo Switch, but yeah. you can't sell this at all. <laughs> it's not even a Switch. It was like a, it was like a Nintendo 64 mixed with it, a PS2. it was a bastardization <laughs> of a video game console. Um, there's a video of a guy <laughs> unboxing it. It's great. We'll put it in the show notes. It's just the most obscene thing. And he had no licensing at all. And he kept trying to go for it for a month, saying he was going to make an esports team on it. It eventually fizzled because Nintendo was mad. Uh, they came after him and seized the Soldier Game website. If you type in soldiergame.com, you are actually redirected to the Nintendo 3DS page, which I think is kind of funny because that's an older um, system on Nintendo's end. But yeah, they bought him out. Not really bought him out, but pressured him legally. I just went. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that's, that's, that is amazing. I do also want to mention that he also Very has soldierwatch.com, which is still functioning and fine. He's selling watches on the low, anything below $1,000, but they're portrayed to be luxury watches. So you can still buy a watch from him. All right. All right. I mean, he's enterprising. That's for sure. Hey, Soldier, if you're listening, send us some watches, please. I would like one of these. Yeah, they're pretty nice. At a great price, too. Yeah, we'll take it. 
2020 best watches in 2020 all right yeah send mm-hmm. us some watches if you're listening please We'd so love he's that. a great entrepreneur we know that he's a musician but he definitely has a legacy with this song that i think a lot of people don't recognize so after all the music videos the memes the confrontations and video game consoles which i just mentioned it's clear that soldier boy defied people that would say he was bound to be a one-hit wonder after crank that that's what all the critics thought that's what all a lot of the public thought I'm going to go and call Soldier Boy a digital prophet here. Some of the ideas expressed in Kiss Me Through the Phone were very futuristic and came to actually be a presence in our everyday lives. It predicted a lot of the ways that smartphones would allow us to communicate. So let's break it down how this song is prophetic. It's going to be a bit of a stretch, I'm warning you. So it was the dawn of the smartphone era where video is becoming easier to send to other people without huge fees. You could send a text, which was a short video. Cameras were getting better. They were on the front side, the back side of phones. And the album choice, the album name choice, I, Soldier Boy, tell him, reflects what the smartphone reflected to Soldier Boy himself. If you take a look at the music video, it shows flip phones and iPhones alike, and Soldier Boy and his love interest are um, sending text messages with the short little videos, And we look at this now and say, why are they doing it this way? It's almost frustrating to watch because if this was today, you could send emojis, GIFs. But if you wanted to kiss someone through the phone like the song was suggesting, you would probably have a FaceTime call. Now, is it fair to consider that Soldier Boy Tellum might have planted the idea for FaceTime into the brain-trusted Apple? I'm saying it's possible. I'm saying it's possible. He, he definitely spoke it into the world. At the yeah, let's years. take a look at the timelines. The song was released in 2008, late 2008. It peaks in the Hot 100 at 2009. The iPhone has existed for a few years. It is featured in the music video, but it doesn't have FaceTime. Steve Jobs announces FaceTime as a feature in 2010 at the keynote speech alongside announcing the iPhone 4. And then Apple devices begin implementing FaceTime technology after 2011 models are released. So is it possible that a top 10 hit with the bridge of da 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 led to a technology such as FaceTime? It's certainly possible. Is it probable? Probably not, knowing how Apple lets technology and ideas marinate for quite some time, but I like to think that he got in their heads and was a digital prophet and said, hey, this is a feature we need if we want to communicate. I like to think that Apple brought him in on the low and met with him, and he was just like in some crazy outfit, and he's like, this is what we need to do. And Steve Jobs was like, yes. And that's how it happened. So <laughs> even if it didn't, that's what I would, I'm going to think of from now on. I think if that did happen, I think Soldier Boy would let us know, um, knowing how he is. But that, that's yeah. a beautiful <laughs> sight. Maybe he's I getting paid on the low yeah. still. Who knows? He's still around. I would, I would love to think about Steve Jobs listening to Yah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, he's trick. A, maybe that's what he used to get pumped um, yeah. up. So, well... Yeah, and that's pretty crazy, too, that in this time of COVID-19, we are all through FaceTime, Skype, all this stuff, uh, connecting with people. So that is pretty full circle (laughs) from 
12 years ago. Yeah, the song says it, you know, in the in the chorus itself. It says, kiss me through the phone, see you when I get home, see you later on. And that's what we're all needing in this time of COVID-19. We're just communicating through what we have. And, you know, it's promising that we'll eventually have that physical embrace down the line. So we all just need to listen to kiss me through the phone to get us through this. And Soldier Boy knew that in 2009 when he was thinking of this song. He did. He's a prophet. He's a prophet. That's beautiful. Thank you, Soldier Boy. All right. Should definitely get some watches for that. <laughs> yeah, he, he deserves a little bit more credit maybe than people are giving him. So, all right, Chris, we have heard about the history. Um, Soldier Boy is, is a marketing genius. I will say that. Um, he is a great entrepreneur. Maybe he doesn't have all the best ideas or ideas that are only to him, but he has done a really good job at staying around. So um, let's talk about some of the other stuff he does, because not only does he um, you know, write songs, but he's also produced songs too, Chris. So let's talk about what was a production of Kiss Me Through the Phone. Yeah, so I mean, kind of to your point, you know, Soldier Boy, you know, for all his... For all his possibly considered bad ideas, he what he does best is throw things at the wall and see what sticks. And he throws enough things at the wall um, that several things have stuck. Um, I'll circle back to that, but I think that kind of just goes, that kind of is at the heart of a lot of what he does. Um, so yeah, he was, he was and is a producer. Um, Pretty famously, he produced Crank That on the uh, the FL Studio demo disc. Um, he uh, he claimed that he actually produced the entire uh, SoldierBoyTellEm.com album on the same demo version of FL Studio. Um, so you know he's got a he's got an ear for beats. He's got an ear for what sounds good on a production level. Um, well, he's sixteen at the time, so he probably can't afford any of the of the big. Um time ones or even the the full versions well and this is the this is like the beginning you know of the era where you could even pirate that sort of stuff he was pretty much like either that or spend eight hundred dollars so yeah i mean definitely kind of a product of that time in in that way but i i think that does also kind of go back to the soldier boy ethos he against all odds makes it happen (laughs) and um Kiss Me Through the Phone in a lot of ways doesn't seem like it would work on paper. <laughs> um, you know, as much as he, uh, you know, he we, we talked about how Chris Brown was supposed to sing the hook. Uh, one of the biggest singers at the time, I believe this was probably a year before something. No, this was right after his uh, incident with Rihanna. So, you know, maybe not the best choice but he 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 had that choice anyway so chris brown was not it was not to be in the cards um so he tried it on his own with autotune um and you know that again soldier boy just does what he does he, he uh he makes it happen um brought in sammy who um i who i believe his voice and his timbre um was a big influence for how a lot of the sound and uh sound of the song ended up um, ended up being. So in this case, actually, the producer was Jim Johnson, not Soldier Boy. Um, you know, and we've talked about this bef- this before. When when people get in the studio, lines are kind of blurred um, in terms of who who actually came up with what. But but nonetheless, Jim Johnson is the sole production credit, and it is notable because 
you know, we kind of talked about like, well, it, whether or not this is his best song, quote unquote, um, and who, who are we to qualify Soldier Boy's best work? But um, this is probably his most professional sounding song. Um, Jim Johnson was known at the time um, for just a few months earlier, um, providing us with Lollipop by Lil Wayne, an absolutely incredible beat, um, which, uh, you know, he followed up pretty quickly with the first song that we talked about, Whatever You Like. Um, had co-production on that, provided some synth uh, sound design. Um, Kiss Me Through the, Through the Phone was his, was another one of his big hits. Interestingly, his, his, he actually had a few before that, uh, one of which is one that I do know um, Anthony is a fan of, uh, Trick Daddy's <laughs> Let's Go. <laughs> featuring Lil John and Twista. Pretty all, good song. All, all due to the to the sample, but yes. True. <laughs> but he did do that. <laughs> yes, great song. Um, yeah, um and would end up going on to provide us with several other songs that all of us I think remember. Uh Sweet Dreams by Beyonce, uh Hotel Room wow. Service by Pitbull. Yes. Uh Just Just a Dream <laughs> by Nelly. Um Ira- Erase Me by Kid Cudi. Um and then uh, On My Level by Wiz Khalifa. Wow. Okay, we got a big range of songs there. A lot of range, and um, possibly at the end of his commercial relevance, uh, but one of his biggest uh, lasting legacies into the first half of the 2010s. Um, he started a record label uh, near the end of the 2000s, uh, Rebel Rock Entertainment, which would end up signing an unknown musician by the name of B.O.B. One of my favorites. Um, he would he would partner with uh, with Grand Hustle to bring that record label to the forefront, and the rest is uh, yeah, it's it's history. Um, anyway, so Jim Johnson's a big um, you know he lent an air of professionality. This is a, this is a guy coming up with some of the biggest names at the time, um, but you listen to the song and it is clearly soldier boy and that brings me to the other half of what i want to talk about which is just that soldier boy has a very signature sound and i think it's i think soldier boy's performance style himself is one of his biggest legacies you listen back to what soldier boy was doing in 2008 and before this on crank that um and you know it's very uh it's very monotone auto-tune he's He's uh, he's using very heavy auto tune with a really really short release to get that robot voice, but not in uh, he's not using it in the way that say T Pain did for True Effect or um, or say you know any number of pop artists at the time for um, as it was meant to be used to correct vocals. He's using it to he's using it to sound digital and um, he's using it to kind of add an inflection to his very distinctive cadence, which is almost a drawl, um, a little bit offbeat. Um, in this song, you, you know, you can almost hear him like, you can hear him just reaching to the next syllable with every syllable. I can be <laughs> Euclid. He's like, <laughs> he's just, he's just like, he, he's lurching forward on every single one, almost ahead of himself. Um, and that style, you know, would, would end up becoming one of the more defining sounds of 2010s rap. 
and pervades to this day. Um, interestingly, um, something that I completely forgot about, <laughs> but is, uh, is worth noting is that a few years after this, he'd collaborate on a full length mixtape in the early days of Lil B's prominence. Um, he and, uh, he and Lil B of course, um, not, not a hundred percent dissimilar in terms of rapping style. Um, and Lil B was definitely one of the people who broke open the doors for what we would, what we would end up calling meme rap. I think the fact, I don't think any of us have mentioned the word meme yet in this, just because Soulja Boy exists on a completely different part of the pop uh, timeline, but he really was a yeah. meme rapper before. Um, he, uh, you know, kind of to your point, uh, he he took um, he took advantage of what the burgeoning internet was at the time in 2005. Um, one fun fact that I um, that I just uh, discovered a little bit ago is that. He wrote his own Wikipedia page in 2006, um, which at the, at the top of it said, as of now, Soldier Boy is sure to land a record deal soon, um, was promptly marked as, by the site's admins as a candidate for deletion and uh, and for not being credible. Um, under a year later, Crank, that was number one. Uh, he's very much, uh, he's very much, again, you know, I brought up Lil Nas X for a reason, Um you know, Lil Nas X was the sort of person he, uh, one of the first viral, uh, old town road memes was himself on a burner account saying, God, this song sounds, this song sounds ridiculous. You know, just like kind of clowning himself, uh, to, to get a viral meme going. Soldier boy definitely has learned pretty quickly how to harness notoriety and harness what would end up becoming, you know, the momentum that we now know as a meme. Um, he, uh, in several years later, I think just the, the general attitude of, you know, the swagger that comes with what, uh, his, uh, rapping style and his performance style has been emulated by everybody. I mean, you think about Lil Uzi Vert's, uh, album this past, uh, is it a month ago now? Jeez. Um, uh, he, I mean, you think about Playboy Cardi, who, um, you know, uh, Ryan and I, we were, uh, just talking about how, um, it's pretty insane that that's, that the Drake collaboration with Playboy Cardi was pretty clearly going to be one of the big hits, uh, because he's, because he's what people are listening to. And he is an extreme version of the Soldier Boy cadence almost, um. Just kind of offbeat, kind of too cool to stick to um, to what is traditionally considered good, quote unquote, in terms of rapping. Um, kind of proto mumble rap, even um, on this song. There's a couple of moments where I could uh, I could see that the whole like all day, every day I need you, like that that part in the um, in one of the verses comes to mind as. You could almost hear any any major rapper from nowadays rapping that, or at the very least being able to recite it by word. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, like I don't I don't think necessarily that Kiss Me Through the Phones instrumental has aged positively <laughs> in a lot of ways. I had similar feedback about um about whatever you like. The instrumentation is extremely dated. Um 
kind the fact that uh the fact that the main kind of ringtone bleep is just echoing Sammy's uh every single note like just almost almost like it's almost like you can imagine one of those little like dots on a karaoke thing telling you which words coming up next like it's just it's just very it's very uh of its time but um, it's, it, you would have to be completely lying to yourself and everyone to not say this is ahead of its time. I mean, soldier boy for all, for all the shit he talks, he did, he did this a full decade before the, before it became cool or even remotely acceptable on the, on the world stage. Paved the way. And I was looking at the track listing and the producers, Chris, he only produced well, I say only, but six out of the 16 songs are produced by crediting two Soldier Boys. So, I mean, he had Jim Jim Johnson and he had um, even Zaytoven on there, um, too, and Drummer Boy on a couple. So, and this is uh, this is I Soldier Boy tell him, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, again, like after, uh, yeah, this is this is definitely his era of kind of the sophomore. Like avoiding the sophomore slump, you pull out the big guns. Uh, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. So, what type of um, production? What kind of key is this all in? And um, or is it just no kind idea. of like all over the place? <laughs> I have no idea. I didn't even look it up. I mean, I <laughs> I suspect that this is just like if it's not in A minor, it was probably written in A minor and pitched from that. Like it's that level of uh chord progression. I I mean, Soldier Boy's vocals literally range between like five notes. Um <laughs> like it's one of those songs that just hammers its melody into your head to the point that you stop thinking about it too much. I mean, it doesn't even have it doesn't have any melodic variation at all throughout the song. <laughs> like even Soldier Boy's bridge where he starts singing and um didn't really click to me until now he he decided that he didn't sound good on the chorus but he still thought that the ah, da, 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 da. he still thought that was okay <laughs> anyway like all of that is still in the same is still in the same uh chord progression and it's the exact same melody um i don't know <laughs> I, mean, I would yeah i i could i could look it up but it's meh yeah, I mean, and that's and I and I feel like I feel like you know that's, that's not even the point of this kind of music, really. Like you wouldn't be um you wouldn't be listening to a little Uzi Vert song, being like, well, I do, I well, I do wonder what uh like blah, blah, blah. I mean, but then again, I mean, millions of kids are doing that this day these days. So who am I to say, really? Um, I I think the I think that's kind of the magic of it though is it it sound it takes a lot of work to make something sound this effortless even if that work is just you know speaking your speaking your success into existence the way that Soldier Boy became very very good at doing great so yeah a little <laughs> bit of a different take I know on production but like you said if it's not going to be you know necessarily good um and it is just thrown at the wall that would that would make a lot of sense that he's doing what he can to maybe prove the haters wrong and to stay afloat yeah i'll give him credit it's in b minor i just googled it okay <laughs> That's good so it's not an a it's not an a minor okay i'll give him that awesome so then based off of that so i like the way that chris said that He's throwing it to the wall and see what sticks because I think that's what happened also 
in the lyrics uh, with this song. So I'm going to break down some of them. Um, not really many to break down. Um, but the first thing that I will say um, is basically just look at the albums. So I Sold Your Boy Tell Em. Um, this album has a few features. So it has Gucci Mane and Chody Lowe on Gucci Bandana. Sammy on Kiss Me Through the Phone. He has Sean Kingston on a song called Yama, ya, sorry, Yamaha Mama. <laughs> I'm going to listen to that later. Um, and then he has <laughs> another song called Shopping Spree with Gucci Mane and Yo Gotti. And then he has another song called Whoop Rico featuring Showstoppers. They don't even have a Wikipedia page. So th- 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 there's 16 songs on the album, and he-, he doesn't have a lot of high, high-profile um, features. I mean, Gucci Mane around that time, Yo Gotti, you know, Shuddy Low. But... Not really that big of, of thing, so maybe it made sense that Chris Brown turned him down um, at that point. Maybe he wasn't proven yet. Maybe he thought that he was bigger than he was. I don't know. Who knows what he was thinking about, but I found that interesting just looking back at all that. Um, and the first thing I want to say about the lyrics is these lyrics were not meant to be good. They were just meant to be catchy. So the I don't think Soldier Boy has really ever came out and been like, I'm going to really impress people with what my lyrics are going to be. Um, it was very production carrying. Um, the one song that I brought up the other day, I don't even know if you guys remembered it, but it was uh, Pow by Soldier Boy. That was probably the best song that he's ever done lyrically. He has actually really good flow in that song, but not a lot else are you like, I can't do this. I could probably do some of the flows that he does actually in that way. Maybe not the exact lyrics, but I feel like you could get a flow that the way he does um, with that. So, one of the big things, uh, you know, he starts off and with his famous Soldier Boy tell him, of course, and it goes right into the chorus right away. So you get Sammy, you know, baby, you know that I miss you. I want to get with you tonight, but I cannot, baby girl, and that's the issue. Girl, you know I miss you. I just want to kiss you, you know. Very mm-hmm. lazy rhyming, but it's one of those that's like issue, tissue, kiss you, you know, like that. That's really nice um, in there. And then the kiss me through the phone. See you later on. Um, and in the music video, it's really hilarious, actually, with some of them. They actually have some old people at the end uh, doing it, too. Um, I thought that was kind of funny with, with technology um, in the same way. Um, and then Chris bit off of some of the lyrics, too, where he ends the same way. So, baby, I know that you like me. You my future wifey. Yeah. So like he, he has those that he, he enunciates almost over enunciates and is a little bit of a head in the way that he's doing. Um, you could be my wife. Text me. Call me. I need you in my life. Yeah. All day. Every day. I need you. These are so bad. These lyrics are not good. <laughs> like you, you go through them and you sing them, but you're like, these aren't good when you just say them w- without the, the beat or without the production behind it. And then you get the famous line with the six seven eight triple nine eight two one two. So you get a little bit of more of like a melody there, I guess. You don't get a lot of that in the chorus itself. I actually called this number today um, to see what was going on. Uh, <laughs> Investigative reporting. Um, st- yes, watchdog journalism here. Um, Stefan, you said that it used to be like a voice yeah, I think recording uh, right? at the time when the song was released it was soldier boy giving a there wasn't a like little a talk to his, anybody who called it it was like a pep talk that's what i believe so it used to be it, it, apparently it's his previous phone number and then do the amount of phone calls ma- messages text <laughs> he was forced to cut it off and get a new one which 
duh, first of all, um, you're going to put something out there and you, you better believe the people who are listening to this, which is like me or Stefan or Chris, um, are going to call the number, right? So what did you think was going to happen? I don't know um, at that point, but I called it today and it was for a business. I don't know what business it was for, but it said we are not in working hours right now. And this is at like one in the afternoon. So I think it's something right. sketchy. Uh, personally, um, I don't know, but I, I did call it, and it is an active number still with a automated voicemail. So still exists today. I'm sure, they probably get a lot of fuckers like me calling yeah. the number too. <laughs> uh, so um, probably makes sense that maybe they don't answer um, in that way. But I found it was funny that it was still in service and that people were using it. You get back into another chorus, um, and then you get into Soldier Boy's second verse. Nothing good again in that Anthony, one. Really, before you move off of uh, before you move off of the phone number, do you think that this is a reference to uh, at eight six seven five three zero nine? It could be a call back to an older era. It could be in that way. I wouldn't put it past Soldier Boy to be like, "Hey, this worked before, man." People were singing eight six seven five three zero nine. You know, I mean, maybe he's like, "Hey, that that was catchy as shit." Maybe this will be catchy too, and it is. That's part of the the part that I remember the most. Maybe I would get that number stuck in my head all the time, and you'd sing it. So it could be in that way that he thought it was the same type of catchiness that he would get. Um, would have put it past him at all. Good point. Um, but yeah, so you know, second verse. I'm not gonna go through it. it it's not good um, at all. Um, sorry, it just isn't. Um, and then the last, uh, bridge, um, before the last chorus is what Stefan mentioned earlier with the, she called my phone like da, 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 That, that's nothing. Those aren't lyrics, but they are. And it makes me a little bit mad actually that this song gets that many views and that many things, but it's so catchy that you're going to sing it and you're going to like do it. And it is like the phone keys, you know, when you press it on your phone and you're calling and you're like, man, yeah, like, do, 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 do. like it, it is so stripped down and basic that it is almost genius. I hate to say it that way, but it, well, it's one thing that gives a lot of your theory some credence is that the songwriter after DeAndre Way, Soldier Boy, is, uh, credited is James Sheffer. And that is also Jim Johnson. That's his actual name. So the producer helped write the song, so he knows what is catchy. Um, and this song is designed to be catchy, not necessarily lyrical. So he knows what's meant to go into the beat. So he knew exactly what he was doing, I think. Actually makes a lot of sense. That, it, it And like, he took it from, from the beat and he put it in and he literally did it. And it it works. Somehow it, it works. And Chris, you bring it back to like, Lil B or like meme rap or something like th that's what works for them. It is that basicness and you're like, holy cow. And like people go nuts over it. So it is something that propelled him to the third spot on the billboard at its peak. And it, I don't know if it'll go this far, but it's kind of an anomaly that a song like that could get there. Maybe not because it still happens, but man, when you really break it down, you're like against all odds, soldier boy comes out with a, another hit. I mean, it takes a lot of effort to make it sound that simplistic and still work. Yep. Anything else you guys are thinking with lyrics or anything else surrounding? Uh, no, the bridge, uh, the dot, 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 uh, that really annoyed me at the time. 
And uh, that's why I didn't like the song when it came out. Now I'm thinking, like, have I ever heard a portion of a song that was so simple? No, it stands out. So um, something Something different different at the time. You can't fault Soldier Boy for being unique, whether that's game consoles or his music. Ahead of his time. I completely agree. And he's the reason why we have some of the prominent figures we do today. Well, we have dissected the song and given our opinions. I felt like we had a lot of hot takes on that one, so I was really excited that that we gave our takes. Um, We've covered, I think, a lot of good songs and great songs and even incredible songs, but this one is much lower than the other ones. And that's not a knock on it, but it just kind of is how how it is. So I want to do a topical song because it is topical, but um, I think it's fun to break down the songs that aren't as sound as some of the other songs that we've done Mm -hmm. it's also just very interesting historical context like you were saying young with the um with just the time it was with the infancy of the internet like it's it's definitely um i mean it's ahead of its time but it's definitely also a product of it yeah it fell into a goldilocks zone in between like when we just had the smartphone but we didn't have a lot of the features that make it really smart you know um, like today we use emojis and mm-hmm. that would convey kissing in a second. And we didn't have that at the time. There might've been iPhones, but soldier boy was thinking ahead. Which is always an interesting thing to me. Like we've basically created a nonverbal communication language that even at the, like, this is relatively not that 11 years. Yeah. This is like 12 years ago. Like if you showed soldier boy an emoji at that time, you'd probably be like, what the heck? Hell, and then make a song with an emoji as a title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so that might actually segue perfectly into our first segment. And the first segment we're going to do is did it age like wine or did it age like milk? Did it age like wine or did it age like milk? So I'm going to throw it to Stefan first. Um, Give me your age like wine, age like milk. Oh, this is a tough one because I think certain aspects <laughs> age like wine and certain aspects age like milk. I'll start with the milk, uh, the lyrics. I think these were always milk. I think this is kind of like uh, when you go shopping and you buy a milk carton and you get back home and it's already expired. And you're like, I'm going to smell it anyway. And it smells sour. The lyrics were sour yeah. from the start. But you want to smell it again. You smell it again because you don't believe it. You you say, I just bought this gallon of milk. Uh, I got to I gotta believe it for myself. So you, you smell it and you give it a whiff. You might even put it in your coffee and you're like, oh, that's shitty now. So Yeah, that's the worst. That's my analogy for how the lyrics age like milk. And um, But you know, if you let milk sour long enough, it turns into cheese. And like I said with the... The that 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 was so bad, but it's been so unique. Like I haven't heard a lot of songs that like reached the heights that "Kiss Me Through the Phone" reached with like a portion of the song that's so simple that now I look back at it kind of fondly. So maybe that's sour milk turned to cheese. All right. So Chris, I think I already know the answer to this one, but what do yeah, you I mean, think? I like as much credit as I can give Soldier Boy for what this is, you know. It's just not enjoyable to listen to like, at all. I, I, I mean, listening back to it, it's just, it's hard to sit through the whole thing, honestly. Like, 
especially thinking about um especially thinking about where rap in particular but just pop music in general like both production wise and in terms of like you know just style has gone it is yeah it's i i think it i think it's pretty milky okay well i had a good analogy i thought for this i think that this age like alternative milk so like soy milk would age or like a pea milk or an oat milk because it it takes a little bit longer to age than regular milk (laughs) but it still has age so i don't think that it it was like right away that you're like man this is like you know bad but then you kind of listen to it more and more and you're like oh man this is kind of not a great song um so it's kind of like that with i feel like the alternative milks you're like oh i got a little time uh for this milk to go bad and then it does eventually anthony i like that analogy because i I think there are some parts that age at a different speed than others uh one thing i forgot to mention in my analysis of aging like wine or milk i think the hook has aged like wine i think sammy did a great job and i think when you think about this song like that's what we think about it's just it's just so hard it is it is a catchy hook and a good melody it's just so hard with how how blunt it is with the with the instrumental like true it is it is very clashing and i think that was kind of the style at the time if i if i remember correctly but well, I mean, like you said, this is the this is the nadir of the ringtone era, as they yes. say. I mean, the ringtone era is like what disco was to people for us, I feel. Like some people just wanted to die, but it still lives on past maybe it should have. But not, also, I still love songs from ringtone <laughs> rap era, too. Yeah, they were pretty influential. Whether yes, they like were. Not. Party like a yeah. rock star, baby. Can't wait to break that one down. <laughs> Amazing song. All right. It's coming. Um... Now we're going to get into our second and last segment. It's a segment you have all grown to love. It is the top 10 back then. The top 10 back then. The top 10 back then is brought to you by Ryan Stefan. Stefan, this is one of my favorite parts of the entire week is to see what is going on with the top 10 from back then. So give us the date and let's run through it all right the date is april 4th 2009 and um, i think we remember this era quite finally because all three of us were in our freshman year of high school so i'll have you guess the number one it's april 2009 what is the number one song on the hot 100 is it still boom boom pow or did we fall right right before that dominance i think we fell right before I'll, that will be my one hint. Okay. Anthony, what do you think? I want to say that it is a song that we wouldn't think it would be, but that's all I'm going to say. Well, honestly, if it's 2009 and it's not Black Eyed Peas, then I would not think it would have been that. All right. So, what is the number one song? You stumped us. Right Round, yeah. Flow Rider. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and it was number one you the previous what? week, too. Um, so I, I kind of remember this song as like an institution at a dance at that time, but I wouldn't have guessed it was number one for two straight weeks. Song gets people going a bit. I remember being like, who the hell is this Kesha yes. at the time? No name Kesha. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Jeez, so number man. one is right round. What's number two? Number two, we have Poker Face 
by a very young Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. Classic. And then number three is Kiss Me Through the Phone featuring Soldier Boy Tellum and Sammy. Yes, and then number four is an artist we uh, had done as our first episode. We have Dead and Gone, T.I. featuring Justin Timberlake, another artist we just Ooh. recently did in an episode. Rising. There it is. Indeed. Uh, that would eventually peak at number two. Gives You Hell is number five by the All-American Rejects. Aha. The end of... That's what I was going to say. That's <laughs> kind of like a bittersweet... Um, name to look at this list um because that was kind of the death cry of pop punk it would never really get into the top 10 again after that i guess shut up and dance is the closest thing we've had since and uh, fallout boy kind of had a resurgence with centuries and um but for all american rejects that was the last uh top 10 song they would have good song it that album aged like wine yeah, the All-American Rejects, we will be covering them. Stay tuned. Oh, yes. Yes. Number six, we have former American Idol, My Life Would Suck Without You by Kelly Clarkson. Oh, I remember that one because um, not long before that, it went from 97 to 1 on Billboard because they had that weird um, that weird situation where a song could debut really low from like one day of it being on the radio and then it wasn't released till I to iTunes until the next week. So that is to my knowledge, still the largest the, jump, the biggest jump to number one. Heard here first. I like that song. Just, just so everyone knows. Very pure, very pure very song. Yeah. Number seven, we have blame it. Jamie Foxx featuring T-Pain. Oh, still in. Yeah, it was on our uh, Live Your Life episode. It was in, in 10, so it was still living. And Jesus, actually, that was, like, that was like five months. Yeah, that was only a few months before this. So like Anthony said, that was at number 10. Uh, it got to number seven, and that was its peak. Number eight, we have Heartless, Kanye West. Classic. Beautiful. Number nine, we have a song that I personally don't remember. I Told You So, uh, Carrie Underwood featuring Randy Travis. And when we talk about big jumps, like Chris just mentioned with uh, My Life Would Suck Without You, this is another one. It jumped 48 spots from the previous week. What? Was it 57? What the the hell song is that? I have never heard it. Is that a real song? I am not a Carrie Underwood aficionado, so I'm not going to pretend to know. Um, But Randy Travis is a big big country star, right? Like old school? Am I incorrect? I I have never heard of him. We're clearly country fans here. It's a real yeah. song. Okay. Garth Brooks is the best country artist of all time. Okay, next. What's number 10? Just Dance. Another Lady Gaga. So she has two uh, oh, wow. featuring Colby. And Poker Face and around. Just Dance, I think we're both in the top. Or no, I think it was Love Game. Wow, no, she had two in the top 10 before uh, when we yeah. uh, when Live Your Life was. Yeah, I think so Love Game was Gaga for sure. And then Poker Face, yep. A lot of Gaga. Yeah, they both stuck around a while. Yeah, and hint, hint, there might be a Gaga song coming pretty See soon uh, to you all, so stay tuned for that. Hey, you know what's um? Sorry, real quick. Uh, you know how you know what I said about life. My life would suck without you. It held that record for ten years, and then it got broken last year, almost a year to the day in May 2019, by a song called "Me" by Taylor Swift that went from 100 to two. 98 positions. And that didn't stay up there too long, did it? Nope. (laughs) Nope. It did not. All right. So 
Let's do one more run through through the list. Give us a top 10. We will update this on our playlist, so please go follow that. Sounds good. At number one, we have Right Round by Flo Rida. Kesha is not credited as the feature, but should be. Number mm-hmm. two, we have Poker Face, Lady Gaga. Number three, we have the song that is featured in the episode, Kiss Me Through the Phone, Soldier Boy Tell Him, featuring Sammy. Number four, we have Dead and Gone, T.I. featuring Justin Timberlake. Number five is Gives You Hell, The All-American Rejects. Number six, My Life Would Suck Without You, Kelly Clarkson. Number seven, Blame It, Jamie Foxx featuring T-Pain. Number eight, Heartless, Kanye West. Number nine, I Told You So, Carrie Underwood featuring Randy Travis. Apologies to Carrie Underwood and Randy Travis for the disservice we gave you. Yes, sorry, Carrie. And number 10, we have another Lady Gaga, Just Dance, featuring Colby O'Donis. All right, thank you for that top 10 back then. Like I said, please go follow our playlist, have some jams. Usually it's about 40 minutes or so. Um, It's a really long shower, so if you want a shower playlist, there's one for you, actually, uh, as well, too. But... Once again, that will wrap it up for our episode of Over My Head, A Look Back at Pop's Past, brought to you by the one and only Los Lovely Boys. If you want to hear our episodes as they drop, please subscribe, download, listen wherever you can. Please give us a review if you like our show. If you want to add your input or want to just suggest for songs for us to look at, please email us at loslovelyboysllc at gmail.com. Also, please go follow us on social media. You'll find us on Instagram and Twitter. See all the the behind-the-scenes action. Get to see we have polls up, everything in between. And then for my co-hosts, Chris and Stefan, hope we weren't too far in over our heads on this one.